Hello again, friends, and welcome to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk here on CKCC Radio. I am Chris O'Mealy, your host and commissioner, joined, of course, by Dan, the News Hanson. Mm. <laughs> you're gonna mix them both together, okay? We're gonna we're mix we're we're mixing and mashing, yeah. No, you are the one who are the ball lickers. And I just want to let you guys know something, and uh, perhaps this might be a little bit of foreshadowing for the the not so distant future. But I have definitely been enjoying doing our VIP patron show more than the free show, and that's just because. Modern wrestling is becoming kind of a disenchantment to me. I know you still watch New Japan pretty actively, but I really don't watch a whole lot of the modern stuff anymore. I mean, I did watch the NXT Iron Man match this week, and I only watched the Iron Man match, but I haven't... I watched the entire show, and I hated the first hour. Well, I, don't, I, I do not like weekly programming. I'm, I'm over it. Well, I didn't have the, uh, the... It wasn't on the network the the following morning, but it was on Hulu. And Hulu has the hour version. So as soon as I clicked on it, it's like, we're going to do an Iron Man match. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, that's all I wanted to see anyway. So I just went for it. Uh, we will talk about that, among other things. Uh, remember, this show and all the CKCC radio content can be found on Podbean. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We are there. And if we're not there, and you want us there, let us know and we'll be there. The uh, The Nerd Table is getting insane positive reviews. Like, I- I'm actually kind of blown away at the uh, the positivity coming out of that show. And it is now above and beyond the most popular show in the history of CKCC Radio, with the uh, the interview with the Guildmaster, did some ba- banging numbers, some gangbuster numbers there. That uh, I mean, maybe not gangbuster. It was a rocket buster. We didn't do like thousands and thousands of hits like more popular podcasts, but for our little network here, we did quite a bit. So thank you to Nick who was on that show and. Uh, and the people who gave us the positivity on the format and were like, hey, I want to hear more episodes like this. We have a couple more interviews scheduled down the line that we will we will tackle. And when I say, like, interviews, I mean, like, I've actually contacted people who we've never even had on any of my previous shows before. So there will be stuff to listen to. Also, by request, uh, I have gotten a couple of requests for the patron channel to upload the run of some of our past shows and i'm gonna do that i think i'm gonna put the entire run of talking talkies on our patron page Mm. the entire run and if you have the entire run of the pie crust anywhere i used to could but i don't could anymore do you think mike does who is now in love with Liv morgan as he told me earlier today (laughs) Everybody He's not keeps... in love with his live-in girlfriend. <laughs> I guess not. Now it's unless that's his live-in girlfriend. Ah, uh, I see. Ah, uh, which is funny because originally I thought that was a joke you were going for, and it took me a minute to realize that. Oh no, he has a live-in girlfriend. I mean, I'm in love with my wife, but I still love other 
divas, as I eye my Discord avatar and poster on the wall of a certain blue-haired boss, who is now my favorite female wrestler of all time. Sorry, Trish and Lita, you've been replaced. But anyway, uh, there's lots of great shows to check out on CKCC Radio, other than just this show and the Nerd Table. The Stupid Sexy Podcast with me and Dan, we review every Simpsons ever. There's Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Treks with our friend of the show, Jeff Trelowitz. Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin, another backlog episode just went up over the past week. The first Monday of every month, which will be Labor Day, in fact, Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. New episode coming. Gets you ready for the week. And, of course, the Bored to Death Binge Cast with the crew of characters, Jay, Chris, Zeke, Sam, and others. Binging those TV shows in easily digestible chunks. And for you race fans out there, the Race Nerd Podcast with friend of the show, Matt Hardman. All this, and sometimes even more, can be found on CKCC Radio. Also, I was going to do a blog about this, but I think I might do this as a patron-exclusive podcast. It'll be free content, but I'm going to put it on the patron page. I was going to do the uh, If I Ran for President thing. I was going to do it as a blog, but I think it would be more fun to do it as an audio show. And I need somebody to host that for me who would be non-biased and uh, not uh, not get into it. N- not, yeah, yeah. The host has to be non-biased and non-politically charged. They just kind of ask the questions and steer the interview. You know anybody like that, Dan, who might be no. <laughs> up for the task? God I damn know anybody. You can't look in the mirror and see anybody that might be able to pull that off? Come on, Dan. Damn it, Dan. All right, fine. I don't think. By the way, you can stream Mulan now with the Disney bundle and with Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus in the new live-action film, Mulan. A fearless young woman risks everything out of love for her family and her country to become one of the greatest warriors China has ever known. Yes. Sign up for the Disney Bondo now, which gives you Hulu, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus subscribers can watch the debut of Mulan exclusively at Disney Plus with Premier Access. Also, you get epic stories from Disney Plus, like The Mandalorian, Onward from Pixar, Avengers Endgame. Heard of that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I just literally got a thing pimping that. I'm like, we have that fucking bundle. Bro, <laughs> I was laughing because I was like, I didn't realize they started sponsoring our show. And I was like, oh, okay, we're doing a sponsor track now. I just got an email. There you go. Uh, but we actually do have a sponsor for CKCC Radio right now, and that's our good friend Adrian Cotton. Did you guys know he's a travel agent now? Did you know? Did you hear about this? Did you read about this? Is there a thing now? Yeah, our good friend Adrian Cotton is now a travel agent. And maybe, just maybe, when you plan your next trip and you mention that you're a fan of this show, maybe he'll give you a discount. How about that? I know everybody's scared to travel right now, but when you guys do get that bug again and you're like, I'm getting ready to plan a trip, 
you want to contact Mr. Cotton with EC Travel, and he's going to actually give me a bunch of details at some point. Uh, he's going to actually email me all the information to actually do a sponsor deal for CKCC Radio. And I'm going to be putting that on the nerd table just because that's what's getting the most views right now. So there you go. And also, we did an ad for uh, Jeff Trellos and Jay Winger. Both did ads for their shows on this nerd table. So Yeah, I, I hope, heard them. Yeah, I hope you guys get your uh, your viewer numbers up as a result of your, your commercial ship. Because like I said, I mean, there were 70 views on... Podbean alone, and Podbean accounts for less than 15% of all listenership. Those are the numbers I can access easily. Way more people are listening on the iTunes and the Apple feeds, but I can't access my metrics on that for dumb reasons. So I don't actually know what my shows are doing right now. All I know is that they're doing really well, and they're in triple digits. And I don't know what they are because I can't see it. So I just, I, I go by that, the matrix of the fact that Podbean does 15% and, I don't know, what would 70 be 15% of? Something larger than 70. Something much larger than Obviously. 70. Obviously, Dan, yeah. Would it be, what, what would it be like 85 to that 15, so? I, yeah, I guess, so. So let's just keep doing 15 until we get to 90 and then do a 10, right? There you go. Yeah, I like that. I like the way you think. It's fives and tens, bro. Do that math. Fives and tens, bro. All right. So let's do some trivia for this week's show. Last week, of course, and I actually tried to look up the answer to last week's trivia question. I couldn't find it. The WrestleCrap inductee that has a victory over Dave Taylor on an episode of Worldwide. I couldn't find it. You'll have to give me the answer, Dan. His name is The Gambler. Oh. Also known as Jeff Gamble. <laughs> he was making lots of money for WCW to just do Worldwide and Saturday Night and lose almost every time. That's how, uh, that's the guy that actually saved Jericho's career initially because he had his first match with Mr. JL and it was so bad they were just like, Dude, you cannot work. I don't even know why we signed you. And he was booked against the gambler, and he's like, great, my entire career is hanging on a guy who does card tricks on his way to the ring. So he just did a basic a basic training school match, and they were like, okay, yeah, you can work. And then they did stuff with him. How did Jericho have a bad match with Jerry Lynn? Because they, he tried to make it back and forth. He tried to make it a 50-50 match, but because they didn't want that, they just wanted... The match was supposed to be a showcase for him, so they wanted it to be like 90-10 Jericho, and when it wasn't, they were like, dude, you suck. And he was kind of like, well, nobody told me that. He goes, dude, you suck. That jobber beat you up half the match. It's like He's like, well, since I was going over, I tried to put, you know, to shine him up. And they're like, we didn't want you to do that. He's like, well, nobody told me not to do that. So w, that's gotta make Roman point. look strong. You know, it's funny. I actually did look up a Dave Taylor gambler match, and Dave Taylor won. And yep. I was like, oh, well, that's not it. But I guess that's not the match. They face each for. other like a lot. Okay. So, according to like cage match, the dude only had eleven wins in his career. 
So what do you got for this week? Well, I was just just thinking about, it, and then I remember this is a thing that happened way back in the back in the day. This soccer player turned actor once was a special guest enforcer at a WWE UK only pay per view. Hmm. I think I remember this. Yeah. I can even tell you the name of the show, but that would be giving it away. Well, yeah. Actually, it would. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I remember or no, this. I, it would be, yeah, because it would be giving away, because it is an insurrection, which was like the name of... They played that the was one the one that was the common one they did. Yeah, That no. was like the one they did like twice a year for like three no, or it was, years. No, it was the other one. It was a different one. Yeah. It was not, not insurrection. <laughs> the other one. Okay. Up in your ass with the resurrection. Well, we got quite a bit of uh, dryer sheet news to cover here this week, surprisingly. And, well, I mean, uh, a lot of it is title changes, so they can be pretty quick. Yeah, uh, that, that, is, that is true. <laughs> but uh, but the biggest news com- coming out of this week is actually the AEW upcoming all-out pay-per-view over Labor Day weekend. As we record this, it will actually be airing tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this episode, it might have already happened. And uh, it's got a decently solid card if you're into the AEW stuff. I'll um, probably eventually watch it. I'll, I will probably watch it on Sunday. I will probably check out. I might fast forward through some of some of the stuff I don't want to see. But, <sighs> but like, Private Party's going to face the Dark Order guys that are kind of decent workers. Reynolds Dark and Order Silver. Team B. Yeah. So that'll just kind of be a showcase there, but they haven't, they have not been using private party correctly. And that's upsetting me because I think those guys have a lot of potential. Um, Big Swalls facing Britt Baker in a tooth and nail match. By the way, and I think this is like one of those, uh, this is like one of those things that I know I'm going to get heat for saying because somebody's going to twist it. But I have not seen anything that Big Swole has done that has impressed me at all. I think she's pretty bad. And poor Britt Baker just keeps getting fucking hurt. Yeah. And I think she's really good. So people can get mad at that if they want, whatever. Very uh, small is a local girl, dude. And she literally worked at a GameStop I used to go to all the time. <laughs> uh, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara are facing off in the Broken Rules match, which of course is the... Matt loses, he's going to leave AEW, so you know he's going to go over here. Or he or, loses, he just goes backstage. <laughs> or he just becomes broken again, which I kind of hope he doesn't do, because I kind of like the real Matt Hardy. I think he's doing pretty good. Uh, y'all know my opinion of the Young Bucks, so that's beating a dead horse, but I do really like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus as a team. I really, really like them. So I hope... Even if they don't go over, I hope they get showcased pretty well. But you all know my opinion of the Young Bucks. And even if you have a positive opinion of the Young Bucks, they're not very good at shining people. They never have been. That's always been a big detriment of theirs. They're very good at getting shined, but they don't, they're not the right ones to do the shining. That's why they looked so good in New Japan to me, because they got shined up by some of the greatest tag teams in the history of professional wrestling. I don't think they're shiners. That's an opinion, but, you know. Uh, The rest of the Dark Order, well, Dark Order A-team plus Colt Cabana for some reason, because they still haven't really 
figured out. I still yeah, he's like Dark Order adjacent. <laughs> but uh, this this actually should be a good match. I'm not a big fan of eight man tags in the non Survivor Series deal, but they've got the former Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona in there, Dustin and QT Marshall, who I think are a really good tag team, and Scorpio Sky, who's friggin' awesome. We're doing another Casino Battle Royal. The winner oh, yeah. gets everyone a... but one spot, conveniently. Yep, it's the TBA spot, so who's it gonna be? Well, this is everybody Everybody that's left over, which Basically, includes... Like, we got Darby, Lance... He's, he's not a man, he's a machine. Ricky yep. Starks. I like Ricky Starks, by the way. Like, I really like Ricky Starks. Yeah, I'm kind of glad. I kind of, here's the, the thing, right? Is like, because NWA's been unable to do stuff, like, they've lost so many people now. But there's something later that kind of helps them. So, but Ricky Starks left and he's with them now. Uh, Penta, Phoenix, Butcher, Blade, Eddie Kingston, baby. He's awesome. Shane Spears, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager is going to wrestle on this show, so he's not looking for a fight. <clears throat> I guess not. Santana, Ortiz, Taylor, Chuck Taylor, Trent, and TBA. I don't know who's TBA. I never heard of him. I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Who do you, do you have any guesses as to who like who could potentially? Uh... I mean, it could be anybody. I don't think it's going to be a big. I mean, they've got four spots open, so. They have four spots open? Yeah, it's four spots. I think it's just going to have people that, like, I mean, it's like, um, like, Cutler's not on here, and neither is, like, um, any. Uh, they're missing the Peter Avalon. Yeah, Peter Avalon. They've got a couple of, uh, they got a couple of job guys from QT Marshall's school. Maybe they'll bring one of them up. They don't have uh, Marco Stunt doing anything. They might throw him in there. I just maybe they'll put that legless dude in there again. Mm, Dustin Thomas, whatever. I think that was the name. Dustin something, yeah. Uh, let's see. This the I this might actually be one of the best women's. I I have not been a fan of AEW's women's division pretty much since it began. Just because of how crappy it's been booked. But I don't have anything against Hikaru Shida. And I really like Thunder Rosa. So I'm really looking forward to this women's match. Yeah, and they're bringing her in. And they're having her. They're announcing her. And putting up on the screen that she is the NWA Women's Champion. And she's got the belt. And everything. And they're going to do this match. So that's cool. It's kind of like a nice way to pay them back. Because like they took Ricky Starks and Cole Cabana. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they did. And Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston, yeah. They don't have them Dawson boys or Aaron Stevens or... Yeah. But... Alright, it is time for Kenny Omega and Adam Page to lose the tag titles and do the official split. I think it's time. They have been teasing this for long enough. Let's get the split. Put the belt on FTR, the greatest tag team in modern pro wrestling. And let's get that split finally, and let's get Adams Page to be a single star that we know he can be. And get a full on, full on heel turn, committal to a full on heel turn from one of them. Yep. Uh, I think we all expect Orange Cassidy to go over Chris Jericho. 
Because they yeah, have been pushing him hard. Oh, you know Jericho's going in the mimosa. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that's how that's going to finish. And again, friends, you make a mimosa by mixing orange juice with a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> and then finally, I think this would be the right time to put the belt on MJF. Have him beat John Moxley, a super fan favorite. I think I think I want to see MJF as the champion. And I've been loving that friggin' uh that campaign he's been doing, like the, the presidential campaign. I think that's friggin' great. So yeah. I actually think this is gonna be a pretty good pay per view. And this is coming from somebody who really does not like the AEW product at all. Well, you liked the last paper year too, so I thought it was it was okay. It wasn't like it wasn't anything that blew me away, but I I was thoroughly entertained by it. But that's always that's another one of my big issues is like, and I heard somebody say this, and it totally totally makes sense to me. The reason why people, my my criticism of Dynamite is the exact same criticism I had at Impact for a long time. I'm not getting anything alternative to Raw. They're just acting like Raw. But I think the big reason people just see it as a breather is because WWE's product is stagnant as fuck. They don't do anything new or exciting. They push who they want. They don't give a shit what the fans think. So even when another show looks like Raw, people clamor to it because it's not WWE. And I don't, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that mindset. It's just not my mindset. I look for alternatives. That's why I was into NWA when it first started, because it was studio wrestling and it was different. And I even said if I ever ran a promotion again, I would do their ring announcing. No no ring announcer in the ring. I would be. I would put myself at a table next to the ring, and I would do interviews before and after the matches. And I love that concept. I absolutely love that. They don't need anything fancy to do that stuff. Studio wrestling works for me. So, but like I said, I think AEW also to me has the exact same issue that Impact has. I don't think it's a talent problem. I think it's a booking problem. I mean, that's the same thing you can say about WWE, right? WWE's got crazy good talent. All these companies have really talented people, but they all book like shit. They have stupid storylines. They they don't know how to do... Te- These companies do not know how to format television at all. To, to like an annoying degree. Yeah, it was something I've been... I've l- realized when we were doing our uh, our VIP stuff. When we were watching Nitro and Raw back-to-back. And you, you watch... Even if the product was better in WCW, the television formatting was awful. Every week it was awful. Raw was always polished as hell. It looked organized. Nitro's was kind of train wrecky. Even when you were seeing great wrestling, there were weird camera cuts. There, the order was just out of whack. But Raw actually has a format now. Of course, a big problem is they stick too closely to the same shit. But again, you can make an argument for that. But yeah, I'm not gonna pay for pay per views anymore. But I will certainly watch All Out when I can. You're not paying fifty dollars to watch a wrestling show, no, at all. <laughs> no, 
All right. Let's talk about what's been going on in the news elsewhere. We got some new champs in the WWE. The big one, of course, your new universal champion, the newly turned heel, Roman Reigns, aligned with Paul Heyman, and it's already awesome. And Chris, why would Roman Reigns be with Paul Heyman? Oh, God. Is there a joke I'm missing? No. It's literally another news segment. Another news part. Because Brock is a free agent. Yeah. And people are like, A-W-L-O-L. No. No, he's going to go home and fuck his wife until WWE gives him another deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, basically. Basically, yeah. Brock's a free agent, so Heyman's still going to do some stuff. Lots of uh, MMA guys are wanting to fight him, though. So I think he'll make a lot of money. The thing is, is does he give enough of a fuck to go through fight training, you know? And that's a lot of fucks to give um, to prepare yourself for an MMA fight. I don't know. If you're going to pay me millions of dollars to have a fight, I'm just going to go in there and have the fight at that point. Be like, fuck it. Hell, you lost. Yeah, well, I made money, so fuck it. <laughs> I mean, Bones Jones wants him. Uh, Bellator wants him to fight Fedor. Uh, yeah. So. He's got options. Guys are calling him out. Yeah, he's definitely got some options. But yeah, uh, we have new women's tag team champions, the unlikely team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Twain. Shayna. Shayna. And the new U.S. champion is our old pet friend, Bobby Lashley. Do we love Bobby? Also, the Iconics have broken up. And they've started using Marina Schaefer and Jessamine Duke in the Raw Underground stuff. So they're finally that giving makes them... makes sense because they've actually... They're actually uh, MMA fighters. So... Also, speaking of departures, Mauro Ranallo has rele- been released from the company. That was a mutual release, though. Yeah, his, his contract's up. They didn't resign. He didn't resign. And he hasn't been around since the Rona anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. And the authors of Pain, Akam and Rezar, have been officially released, which... Yeah, I'm... released like a couple hours ago, too. Like, yeah, but before crap. we started recording this, yeah. So... Um, yeah, that kind of sucks, because I was, I thought they finally had a good role aligned with Seth Rollins, give him that little stable, but wasn't really, I guess that wasn't really working out for them, but, uh, I didn't see anything about Payback, I didn't watch it, I didn't, I didn't even honestly read about it, other than, like, other than the, t- the title changes we talked about. <laughs> yeah. So I actually don't know anything else that freaking happened on that show. Let's see real quick. Yeah. Riot Squad over Iconics. Lashley over Cruz by submission. Big E beat Sheamus in a singles match. Matt Riddle beat Corbin in a singles match. There's the tag titles. Keith Lee defeated Randy Orton in only 6 minutes 40 seconds. Yeah, he molly hopped that boy. Dominic and Ray tag team to beat Seth and Murphy. At least that's cool for Dominic. And then we all know that Roman beat Strowman and Fiend, and of course he actually pinned Strowman, so Fiend wasn't part of that. Completely shit on, but still relatively shit on. Yeah. 
So one week champion. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I did see this week the uh, my current front runner for match of the year. What did you think of the sixty minute Iron Man match? I not as much as everybody else thinks of it. Apparently, okay. Well, I hope it was a good match, but it wasn't. I think, I think I think it's one of those things. It's the first time they're doing it with four guys, so they kind of they're kind of feeling it out. They kind of like you know over or under did it. You know what I mean? Well, I was really into it. I really liked all the spots that they pulled. I don't feel like they rushed anything. And I like the the finish. Finn and Cole tied, so now they have to face off in a one on one match with. Except no for okay, I don't like this is something I I'm relatively certain I saw because they were late with the second thing, and they literally the clock stopped, <laughs> so they can get the three count in. Like I think it stopped at two for more than one second. Oh well, so they can get that last fall in before the timer went out. But I guess the referee let it happen. So, it's like they literally like. I'm like, why even put? There's so much of that kind of stuff because I'm like, I see Adam Cole on the outside and he's starting to get up. Is he gonna go for something? He better do it now because there's only ten seconds left. But yeah, against the Prince. So yeah, they're gonna fight next week, also on Tuesday, because USA has the NHL. Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, so, they got games on Wednesday, so they're doing Super Tuesday. Sunshine. Super Tuesday. By the way, so, uh, my family. You're like my family on a, Tuesdays. Other than like the nerd table blowing up, my fictional characters as Pokemon trainers Instagram has been blowing up lately. I'm going to end up being more popular on that than my own actual Instagram, which is going to be slightly depressing, but whatever. <laughs> I started doing SpongeBob characters, even though I have no real SpongeBob knowledge. I, I'm very, very limited stuff, but apparently... If they're a baby face, they're dumb. If they're a heel, they're just mean. Yeah, but apparently I've been doing good on the three I did. I'm, I'm doing five main characters. I'm going to do one. I did a team for SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward, and people really like them, so I'm obviously getting something right. No, this is Patrick. I did Simpsons, I did Big Bang Theory, and I did some other. I did Rick and Morty, and then I did. I started taking the requests that I was getting, and I have a couple more to do. I did Tony Montana and Lobo from DC Comics for Big Jan Batista. And somebody actually messaged me on Instagram and was like, do the Spongebob characters. I'm like, oh, that's going to be tough because I don't know Spongebob, but I'll I'll try it. And, well, it's working, so I'll do two it's more. It's working! Yeah, it's working! I'll do two more Spongebob characters, and then actually that was going to be the next one. I was going to start doing some Star Wars characters. You got to do three different ones for Anakin Skywalker, though. That's the issue. <laughs> There's been three Anakin Skywalkers. Yeah, there's there have been. I, no, hold on a second. Time out. All right, you mean movie Anakin from the second two movies and Clone Wars Anakin, right? Those are the only Anakins you could possibly be referring to. We are not talking about little kid Anakin. Oh, yeah, yeah yippee, dude. I'm talking baby Anakin. I'm talking 2-3 Anakin and fucking Darth Vader. You know what? I might actually do that, and I actually know how I would do it. 
I actually have a plan for that if I decide to go that route. Now, I was going to start with Luke, Leia, and Han as the, the first three. Do the do the big three from the Ridge Tridge. The Ridge Tridge? The Ridge Tridge, yeah. This is a wrestling podcast, right? Are we still on Impact? Mm-hmm. All right. Impact, uh, we, Impact has been mentioned, but not... Yeah, but we're not there. It's good. All right. Uh, we wish all well to the uh, Johnson family. The entire family has unfortunately caught the COVID. Uh, real quick, I want to do these uh, these other news stories before we get to WWE's big story. That literally Jab- came out a couple hours ago. Yeah. Uh, Jabroni has been officially added to the dictionary. Which should have been like 20 years ago. Yep. Credited officially to The Rock. Bunch of jabronis. And what's this Paul Roma story about? So Paul Roma's school got a cease and desist because apparently his school and promotion is porn. How is it porn? Uh, it's not. What the uh, my guess is somebody rose up enough of a stink or somebody in their local government is anti-wrestling and got them shut down. That's bullshit. Because the company itself even says that they're family-friendly shows. They have family-friendly shows. So... That's that's such bullshit. So they're trying to fight it. And good luck to them. PAPW is the name of the company. Um, He runs a school with somebody else. I don't remember who it was. Um... Yeah, seriously, good luck to them. That's going to be a, a hard bullshit fight. But Alrighty. Uh, I just saw my uh, my buddy Matt Turner. Him and uh, him and Andy Hedder wrestle as a tag team, blue and gold, on the indies. And he shared the uh, the story of Akam and Razar getting released, and he goes, we call next. So I'll, I would book that. Matt, if you're listening, I'll book, I, I would book that for you. All righty. Um, Dan, why don't you take us through the New Japan news first? Because I, I want to focus on this WWE story that I think is bullshit. Okay. Well, Summer Struggle main show at the Jingu, uh, Jingu? Stadium. Uh, they had that show on Saturday last week. Um, and holy shit, a lot of stuff happened. There was only six matches on the show. And I have five notes from the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll just give you the other thing that happened. Master Wado lost to Kanemaru in the opening match. Okay, there's your record thing. Second match, the KOPW 2020 match, the four-way, was won by Toru Yano pinning Okada. Low blow, roll up. Toru Yano wins like in seven minutes. He is the current KOPW 2020. Everyone's so, chasing him for the rest of the year. KOPW stands for... King of Pro Wrestling. But in Japan, shouldn't that be K-O-P-R for Piroresu? K-O-P? K-O-P? K-Pop. <laughs> K-O-P? <laughs> it's the K-O-P. Um, so, you know, Yano is the current King of Pro Wrestling. And the idea, I'm getting the idea is that throughout, throughout the rest of the year, he's going to be defending that against other people. In different gimmick matches of their choosing, of their choosing, and fans will get to vote on what the match between the two is going to be. It's going to be interesting. Yano's going to keep on trying to do stuff like two count only and stuff, so we can get a roll up and 
win in five seconds. There you go. Uh, and then Minoru Suzuki beats the shit out of Shingo. <laughs> never chance. They beat the shit out of each other. Uh, but Suzuki had him. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. <laughs> He's nuts. Got him. Um, and then Taiji Ishimori beats freaking Hiromu for the junior title. Damn. Because the idea is that uh, uh, Hiromu has like a shoulder issue out of trying to, and then he also has been beat up recently otherwise because he did that like as soon as Evil turned heel and won the title, he challenged him right away and it was like not a good idea because he was beat up and then he was fighting a guy that weighs twice as much as him and easily. And then Taiji like attacked him the other day. So Taiji just kept it on him. And Taiji Ishimori is the junior champ again. And then the tag title match was a uh, retention. So there you go. <laughs> Dangerous Techers are still the tag champs. Against Golden Ace. Uh, uh, and then for the IC and heavyweight championship belt, Evil defended against Naito. Naito took care of everybody. All the outside interference with the dick to go and all the other bullet club crap. And Naito wins with the Destino and is double champ again. Well, Glenn should be happy about that. He is, but he is of the mind that they should just get rid of They should either get rid of the IC belt or split the belts already. I mean, yeah. Which I get, yeah. Yeah, I get it. But I think they, uh, I, they this was the first show to have live English commentary. Uh, of course, they were not live at the building, but they, like, you know, Skyped it in or whatever. Right, right. And, and it worked well. And they were talking about how Naito is planning on defending them separately from now, from this point on. First, so, he had to take on evil. So, I'm going to say we're probably going to look at that. Um, and also... I didn't get I didn't get this information from that event, but by the time I logged on the next day, it had been announced that during that day that Rapongi 3K has vacated the junior tag belts because Yo oh, was yeah. still up with his ACL injury. I remember reading. I actually remember reading about that, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Is it, do they have a champ now, or is it still vacated?" It's vacant. Okay. Um. So yeah, like actually, I didn't learn about that then. I learned about it because. I went to the uh, Facebook page on Monday, so it had been like two days since the show, and I was going to put in the new champions. And then I made the post that I edited this to the best of my ability, and then two minutes later I realized there was another change to make. (laughs) And then five minutes later you wrote down that you made some changes too, and I went to look at what it was, and then you said you had nobody under the junior tag titles. And I'm like, what? And I was like, go to New Japan. NJPW1972.com and there it is yo still hurt so they vacated the titles I don't know what they're going to do with them they they need to get they need to just have one tag title because it's usually like when one is doing well the other one is doing nothing and right now it's the heavies doing everything and the juniors are nothing but that's probably because one of the junior guys has been hurt for two months anyway G1 Starts the nineteenth, but nobody has been announced. I think they're still trying to see if they can get some of the people from America and stuff. 
Then get him over. Get him over, dude. Well, we shall see. Which, if they're going to make him quarantine, it's going to be in the next couple of days, right? Yeah. They have to make him sit out for a week, 10 days or something. Yeah, so. I, uh, I, I'm planning a trip in December. Go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the first time. It'll be my first trip to Ohio, visiting some friends out there. And, and I was like, well, well if I'm going to drive out there just to see people, because originally I was going to go to the Bobby Fulton show, but of course that got canceled in October because he's on the chemo right now. And apparently he's not actually doing very well. His son updates us every now and again, like on his Twitter and everything. So wish him well. But, uh, and I was like, damn, I was really looking forward to knocking another state off. And I still really want to go. And I've got friends in Ohio. You've so never like, been to Okio? No. It's the closest state to me that I haven't. It's of the uh, 20 states remaining. It's the closest one. It's literally bordering the state I live in now. So I was like, all right, you know what? I still want to go. I've got the entire Christmas week off. Why don't I spend the first part of the week, that weekend, uh, I'll actually uh, take this trip. And I'm like, I'll I'll still go visit friends like I was planning on doing, but I I want to do something. And I was like, oh, yeah, duh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Always wanted to do that. Ohio! But then, this is what brought this up. I was like, oh, crap, there's a list of states I'm not allowed to visit. (laughs) <laughs> because Pennsylvania's got a list, and if I go to them, I will be forced to quarantine for 14 days upon returning. And I don't think my job you would be too happy with that. No, I, I my, cannot. My aunt is planning to have, to have to work from home because they're doing... She's coming down here from New York, and then they're going to Oklahoma and Texas to do the pioneer woman and the fixer-upper people stuff. Yeah. So I was and... Just like, as far as and as far as like a month ago, New York was still on a. If you come into our state, you have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, no, don't want to deal with that. But then I looked at the list, and Ohio was not on it. So I was like, okay, cool, we're good to go. So I cannot go to Orlando. I cannot go to Vegas, <laughs> but I can go to Cleveland, and I will. I will go to. I will go to Cleveland. That will interrupt uh, some of my... That's a strange name for a planet. Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. But uh, I might might do the nerd table that morning and make Eric get up early and be like, all right, let's go. Get up early. We're doing this. And I'm I'm leaving. Hit the road. It's actually not that bad. I looked it up. Even with... uh, Even if I... Even without the tolls, I can make it in less than six hours. So I was like, that's, that's, it's like just under six hours. I'm like, that's actually not that bad. So I'll do, I'll do, cause I drive three hours up to my parents' house anyway. And if I'm only there for the day, I have to do three hours back. So really what it is, is I'll drive three hours. I'll find like a halfway point in between to make my rest stop. Right. That'll be the rest stop. And then I'll do the the remaining three. And then I'll. Check into my hotel, go see my friends the next day, spend the day in Cleveland, and then that Monday I'll drive home. No, yeah, it's uh, six hours is nothing when I'm used to twelve hours. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I've I just did that road trip to Orlando from Lancaster, and that was fourteen hours without stops. And of course we stopped several times. So But I'll find like a nice halfway point that's got like a, pl- a good place I can stop and get a bite to eat and fill up on gas and everything. Yeah, so I'll... do everything. Yeah, because that's that'll be the, that'll be the rest stop. 
And I'll be going by myself anyway, so I if I I can I can I don't have to worry about any uh you know if there's when you road trip with multiple people it's fine but then if one person's got to pee and I have I have strict road trip rules when we stop everybody pees everybody eats everybody refuels and then we get back in the car I don't want to hear it 30 miles down the road plus I'm like on my lease you know, you're not supposed to put more than 10,000 miles on the car. I've had it since before the new year, and I haven't even put 4,000 on it yet. So it can it can afford a road trip. I'm just going to plan a uh, plan the uh, the whole deal, like, beforehand, where I get all the, f- the fluids and everything taken care of. But yeah, I'll, it'll be a fun show. I'll probably do a, uh, a nerd table thing, and I'll probably talk about it on this show, too. So... Because when we record after that, it'll be after Christmas. Jam, son. Well, Christmas is on a Friday, and I will more than likely not be around to record. So we'll have to do it. Well, that'd be Fabi's that week anyway, right? Uh, probably. Or is it? No, if Christmas is on a Friday, then that means New Year's is is on a Friday. We would have. No, that probably would be that week. That probably will be Fabi's, yeah. That'll be, end that'd of the, end that'll of be the end of the year show spectac- spectacular. Which is because of COVID, there has been very little Fabe worthy stuff this year. Yeah. So, well, that's that's your non wrestling portion of the show, right there. All right. I'm gonna read the quote that you posted in our little chat here. This is a direct quote from one of Andy McMahon. And then let's discuss this bullshit, and then we'll get on to our main event for the show. Some of you are engaged with outside third parties using your name and likeness in ways that are detrimental to our company. It is imperative that these activities be terminated within the next 30 days by Friday, October 2nd. Continued violations will result in fines, suspension, or termination at WWE's discretion. So they are going full freaking crackdown. They're going for the people who started doing Twitches and Cameos and other various things. So get your $400 Alexa Bliss Cameos in now, people. Because guess what? Yeah, I think, personally speaking, I think that that's just absolutely ridiculous. That, to me, is... A 100% ridiculous situation. I do not agree with it. I see a little something in there because your name and face value is... You only have name and face value because of WWE. Okay. So there's a little something in there, but no, you can't just tell them that they can't do anything. You can maybe put it in future contracts that you get a little bit of a cut off that stuff, but... This is simple. If this is going to be a thing, Vince wants to, a hill. Vince wants to die on. If you are someone like Paige or Zelina Vega, who actually does stuff with Alistair on their stuff, you could straight up quit WWE because they have over ten thousand subscribers on Twitch, which means they are making somewhere between ten to twenty-five thousand dollars a month. A month. A month. 
And if you're making 25 grand a month and you make that for 12 months, you're making 300 grand a year, which is more than enough to live on. It's probably more than the downside guarantee. Now, granted, they're probably making more off merch and, you know, shows well, and everything. Open but... a pro wrestling tea store. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they'll be. There's bits, there's straight donations. Yeah. There's... They get on the cameo, and even if you only charge a hundred dollars for something, that's gonna be a couple thou every month as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's some... and if you get an itch to wrestle again, guess what? There's a one major wrestling company in the in the country where you only have to work one day a week. Hey, that's too much. What about twice a month? There's another company that does that. There's Japan, where you get to travel and work a few times a year. Yeah, you could do a tour in Japan. You're working more often, but you're working for three to four weeks, and then you go back home. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. WWE ain't the only game in town anymore. And that's going to make that's gonna drive more people to a platform like AEW, who is going to let you do all that stuff. Yeah, and they might be number one and stuff, but if it's a shitty place to work, I don't care if it's number one. Walmart is one of the best, quote-unquote, companies in the world, but it's a relatively shitty place to work. Yep. So, like, okay, so the big the big thing, I the, the main thing, I, I agree with everything you said so far, including, okay, okay, we own your name, your notoriety because of us. I, I can understand that. However... They're also attempting to crack down on claiming that you can't use your real name to do this stuff either. And that's been something the wrestlers have been fighting forever. That's why they all do you did you notice they all changed like their Twitter and Instagram handles to their real names? Because yeah, they a were lot of people have been doing it for a couple of years. Because they've been sick more of them. Yeah, because they've been sick and tired of WWE trying to tell them what to tweet. And like that I guess I can understand if like you have a person, like, if you have, like, a personal Twitter page, right? And you can lock that shit. So you get to choose the people who follow you. Like, then you can tweet whatever the hell you want. And then you can have, like, your public WWE page where you post all your corporate shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would do personally. Is I would, I would make my, I would have my friendly public Twitter. And then I'd have my... My not-so-friendly private one where I say whatever the fuck I want and I choose who sees it and who says it. Who sees shit. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's gonna definitely affect that stuff, and I personally am not... Uh, I don't see how he has any... Like, literally most of the people that would be affected literally could be better off cutting ties with WWE. I mean, honestly, Paige can't really wrestle anymore. So she's going to be like, all right, you know what? Forget this. I'm just going to go do this now. This is my new full-time job. I mean, yeah. Not a fan of this at all. But we'll see how this plays out. I'm going to... I should tweet to Stephen New, the, uh, the lawyer who's part of the Cult of Cornette. Because he's actually, he'll actually respond to you if you if you send shit to him. They'll be like, uh, yeah. So can we? What's the deal? Can Vince do this? And let's like discuss. So, meh. Not a fan of this. Not a fan. <clears throat> no, it's not good. And it's a good way to get to actually lose some people. Yeah. 
Speaking of things I'm not a fan of. Mm. Shitty nicknames in wrestling. That can absolutely 100% ruin somebody's credibility. And let's talk about some of the shittier names in wrestling. This, of course, was inspired by the WrestleCraft Book of Lists, and they've got seven picks for shitty nicknames. Uh, The Creepy Little Bastard, which they use for Christian. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Which wasn't like... It wasn't like, it's the creepy little bastard Christian. It was just like literally like Vince McMahon would tell Jim Ross to call him a CLB. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, the Bionic Redneck, which is one of Stone Cold's many nicknames. That was because of the neck fusion and everything, which that never yeah. caught on. Uh, White Thunder with Scott Steiner. <laughs> White Thunder? Yeah, because you know how uh, Daryl Dawkins was Chocolate Thunder? Well, yeah. Scott Steiner decided to become White Thunder, but... Uh, yeah, back in the fucking 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Girl. Turner got calls about these alleged white supremacy referencing, and they ixnayed the shit out of that one. Okay, uh, do you remember what Paul White was before he was the big show? They, well, there was a lot of shitty names. At one point, they were just calling him the Titan-esque Paul White. But I'm actually thinking, you're probably actually thinking of the one-off Memphis show that he did with Hulk Hogan because it was originally supposed to be Hulk Hogan versus Jerry Lawler, but Vince put the kibosh on that shit. So then they brought in Paul White to do the match instead. This is also where he famously said, Someone called him the Big Show, and he said, "I renounce my slave name." Uh, he was called Paul Great White. That was not it, but that, that is, show. but that absolutely deserves a mention for sure. Uh, he was the Big Nasty before he became the Big Show. The Big Nasty. Yeah, I remember they were like trying all kinds of shit, along with trying to. Figure, we don't want him to just do the choke slam. Let's give him 20 different finishers before we just let him do the choke slam. Yeah, really. That was, they really, he, his first five, six months WWF were not good. <laughs> I mean, the first thing he does is prove he's stupid. <laughs> I mean, he comes out badass, just comes out from under the ring in a cage match, and then he just makes. He jobbed to Austin the next week. And Stone Cold. Frickin' wins the match because he's a stupid ass. In fact, one of the things that Death of WCW loves to point out is that Vince McMahon had always claimed nobody in WCW knew how to book a man of his size and athletic talents. And they're like, the WWE booked Paul White worse than WCW ever did on even their most inept day. (laughs) I have CM Punk's input. On the uh, no Twitch thing. Oh, yes. Let's throw back All right, to that real guys, quick. girls, are they going to fire everyone? Because <laughs> <laughs> almost everyone has started doing streaming and cameos and shit during the Rona. Yeah. Wow. Terrible. All right. Here's another number three on their list of worst nicknames is. The Charismatic Enigma. Charismatic Enigma. That one's May. Oh, another May is what you'll never be? (laughs) What they'll never be. My cat is now on my desk. So if you hear anything weird on the microphone. You hear a guttural purr. Well, she's actually rubbing her face on the microphone right now. 
Which is weird because I don't hear it. Well, now she's she walked away. Now she's just got her ass in my face. Well, now she's marked. The microphone is hers. Exactly. Everything in this house is hers. She's the mark. She really is. She's the mark in the house. She marks everything as hers, which I think is an alpha trait. Yeah, so they, they they like rub their glands that are underneath their chin. And she's definitely the alpha in the house over Perry, for sure. Isn't that right, kitty cat? You're definitely oh, that in the beta way. cuck male. Uh, at number two for worst nicknames is Booger Red, a short-lived oh, Undertaker God, nickname. Red Undertaker. Yeah, Which, again, it was just Vince McMahon yelling at Jim Ross to say it. Call him Booger Red, yeah. Never quite this guy is a ginger fuck. <laughs> and for number one, the Colossus of Bago Road. Hello, it's me, Nathan. Remember Lack, me, Takey? Black Takey. Yeah. Yeah, these are all pretty bad. So we reached out to the, to the group, and... Let's see what they came up with. Right off the bat, Chris Wright named the one that would have possibly even topped my list. Seamus, the Great White. I hated that nickname so much, and it was just because he was pale, which was mm-hmm. the stupidest thing. But, like, uh, there was no shark references. It was just, he's the Great White. And I was just like, that is so fucking dumb. To his, white Seamus. <laughs> to his credit, he tried to make it work. Uh, he doesn't tan. This one's not really a nickname. It's Thurman Sparky Plug, which I don't really think works for this list. We kind of talked about that, so we'll skip that one. It was so dumb because they wanted to be STP, but because of the way the shit worked, they hated him TSP, and it was dumb. Yeah, it was very dumb. Uh, Duke the Dumpster Drossy. I mean, okay, the garbage man thing I could kind of buy, but calling him the dumpster was pretty bad. Yeah, but the triple alliteration. Triple D? Triple D's nuts. <laughs> hey, got him. he beat Triple H. He's got a win over Triple H. Everyone has a win, had a win yeah. over Triple H. That was from Joe Mad Dog Needle. Uh, Steven Arthur has one that I just don't, I don't like this one either just because it's too friggin' long and tongue twistery. The Extraordinary Man Who Does Extraordinary Things, which was for, of course, Finn Balor. That, I don't ever heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of that one either. That was just another one of those things that they were trying to push. Man, he used to be a king. He was a demon king. <laughs> now he's just a prince. Yeah, but he's our prince. Oh my god, Lily, get off the desk already. This is actually getting irritating. She's getting all the pets in the world, and it's just not enough. Get uh, off the table, Lillian. Ugh, get your tail out of my face. All right. Yeah, here's one I I personally hate from Randy Moyer. The bastard for Pac. I hate that. That's so stupid. It's just an excuse to scream bastard. He's a bastard. He, he is a bastard. He even says he's a bastard. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, Chris Wright reminded me of one I completely forgot about. The SmackDown Silverback, which was a Mark Henry 2005 nickname. Yeah, that's friggin' awful. The Silverback! So, Mark Henry's a gorilla, got it. There's no, there's no racism in there at all. It's a friggin' company, I swear to God. I disagree with Chris Wright that the Big Valboski was terrible. I actually like that one. 
but I understand why people Eddie hate him. Balbowski. <laughs> uh, I never heard of this one from Matt Hardman, but apparently Ryan Reeves went as the Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> That's awesome. That's freaking terrible. The Vanilla Gorilla? That's worse because, than... Because they think that it rhymes. <laughs> he probably thinks it rhymes, because he's a freaking... Where well, is the Vanilla Gorilla? I'm dumb as fuck. Uh, yeah, I always hated the all-American American that they used for Jack Swagger. I always really hated that, because then he always kept adding more Americans to it. I'm the all-American American American. I'm like, all right, where does where does one of those tie in? How do we... And I also... These are a couple of mine. I also... I forgot that the great Kali was once the Punjabi playboy when they tried to make him babyface. Yeah, that was when they were doing the babyface freaking Yuck Yuck Squad. Yeah, that was awful. It was like, and they threw Natalia in, in with them. Yeah, it was terrible. And the dog-faced gremlin. Remember that one? For yeah. Rick Steiner? Yeah. I'm Rick Steiner, the dog-faced gremlin. No one gets up from the bulldog. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, awful. Uh, Matt Hardman's got two more here. The new effing show, which was Jerry Lynn. And I, I agree. Any ripoff nickname is usually pretty lame when you're capitalizing off someone else. Well, I mean, that was the... That was a feud thing, right? Yeah. And Matt's also not a fan of Edge's nickname, The Ultimate Opportunist. Which he capitalized I mean, it's on. It's thing to call him that, but it's another thing to have that like be his. Yeah. Rated R Superstar works so much better. The rated the TVY super guy. <laughs> the one Billy Gunn from Joe Mad Dog Needle. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just that he was bad. <laughs> it's just that he was bad. And then the last one was Steve Austin's nickname, The Ringmaster, but that was a gimmick name, so I can't really use that one. Well, that was like when they did the little transition where they were starting yeah. to call him Steve Austin, but he was still The Ringmaster. There's also another one that was submitted that said Shorty G, but I was like, that's not a nickname, so. That's his straight up name. Straight up, straight up. Apparently he's All been firing bad. up recently, though, so maybe he's up for something. I don't know. Maybe. I saw something that, like, he did something on SmackDown or Raw or whatever that was like, Shorter Cheese had enough. I had enough. <laughs> All right. I uh, do some I got, things. I got one for next week. Hometowns. Best and worst hometowns. We'll do a combo for this. Okay, well, Parts Unknown. All right. And then Parts well, Unknown. Other than Parts Unknown. But we'll, we'll come up with some of the best and worst Fucking places that people have been billed from. Dudleyville brother i mean dudleyville's classic yeah but let's not blow the wad this week all right dan you had a game idea for this week and i got some points or consequences well, it wasn't can... my idea it was freaking matt hardman matt idea, hardman bro. why don't you put some respect on his name all right maybe he'll get points for his own game or maybe you'll bury him i like when people get buried in their own game i always think that's funny oh yeah they usually think they have such a great fucking idea and they're just a piece of trash these are rejected wwe documentary ideas i was thinking of a few and i was like oh this is gonna be great because of course in before there's like 15 rise and fall of blank or self-destruction of blank right exactly all right (laughs) i mean a couple of words do get overused a lot but that's to be expected yeah, we'll let let you be the decision. All right, first off, we have Cleaning the Pen, the Henry Godwin story. 
I, yeah, I'm not interested. Like, I don't even. I mean, that's actually a decent name for that. But who's buying that DVD? Nobody cares about the Godwins. What did they do, by the way? Like, where did they ever disappear to after wrestling? I don't know what either of them are doing. Actually, should I just look them up real quick? I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Mark Canterbury was Henry O. Godwin. Yes. And then Dennis Knight was Phineas I. Godwin, which, of course, we know him better as Midian. But uh, Naked Midian. Apparently, Henry O. Godwin is just retired in 2007, and that's it. Mm. Get it, their names are Hog and Pig. Yeah. So what do you say? I mean, the name is actually pretty good. But ain't no one watching that. No, nobody's watching that. And what is the wordage of the the game? Uh, I don't have the wordage in front of me. Like, what, what does the... What, what, what did the, the POC game title say? Let's see. Rejected WWE documentary ideas. Oh, yeah. Then that qualifies. That's a best point. Okay. <laughs> That's all I put. I don't know. I didn't know if you wanted anything more than that, but okay. Well, there you go. Points. All right. In the buff, the story of Naked Midian. Oh, I, hey. You got me. Thought we were talking about buff the stuff. Buff Daddy. No, this is something I can have enough of. Actually, that's not true. I can also have way enough of Buff Bagwell doing anything. I can have enough of all of this. I am just mentioning Naked Minis. So someone saw that and they were just like, I'll do the other one. I'll do the other pig farmer guy. <laughs> I'll be the other pig farmer. I'll do the other big environment. Yeah, no one's watching that. Nope. That's points. Sausage parting, the legacy of Val Venus's choppy choppied pee pee. He had shrinkage, and he missed. <laughs> That's the official and Wally Yamaguchi. My favorite part of that was that they brought in. Uh... John Wayne Bobbitt. Yes. The guy who famously had his penis chopped off. He had shrinkage? He had the shrinkage, yes. And of course, Taka turned heel because he's an evil Japanese man and joins. Taka is coming, mother. points that's a Russell Crab article I've already I already know enough of that anyway <laughs> next up through hellfire and brimstone approving amendments to the agenda of the Knox County Board of Commissioners so it's just like a this is just like two hours C-SPAN <laughs> yeah basically Of just Glenn Jacobs going, just because it's a good idea doesn't mean it needs 
Being law. <laughs> Just because it's a bad idea doesn't mean it needs to be law. It's true. Yeah, no one's watching that either, so I'm kind of glad that one didn't happen. So that's points. The I only watch C-SPAN when I know it's showing the British, one of the British houses, because there's the best. Because they like, oh, I thank you for the uh, kind and whatever. They like say something nice about the person and then proceed to call them the stupidest person on planet Earth. Whatever they just said, whatever that guy just said is bullshit. But they always start it off with "thank you for the fine and general and generous man" from blah blah blah. Oh god, that's proceed. my favorite. That's my favorite. They proceed to rip apart everything they just said, and then at the end, they throw in a thing to sit to, to tell the PM to come to their town on his next vacation. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh my god! Thank you, kind and honorable gentleman. Everything he said is bullshit, and PM should come to my lovely town. On his next vacation. <laughs> All anyway. right. Your next entry. The Great Fappening, The Story of Paige. I can't jerk off to them talking about it. <laughs> or can you? Talking about it? No. I gotta get that beautiful bean footage. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's points. That's not happening. Sliding through life. The Titus O'Neil story. Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's an earmark. <laughs> there you go. First one. Slide, slide, slippity slide. Shit happens. Superstars, unfortunate tales. <laughs> this is what I would, I would, I would watch though. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah, shit, it, shit happens, pal. So I think anything other than the title would be great. <laughs> so I think you only get fifty. Oh, okie dokie. Because I would. Watch that. Poor Glenn. That was Glenn that you just fiftied. Sorry, bro. All right. Uh, Big and Stiff, the Nia Jack story. I don't give a damn. Yeah, she's not like most girls. Maybe if she was more like most girls, she'd be worth a damn. I'm not like most girls. I hurt them all the time. She's fucking awful. We're just waiting for me to hurt my tag partner. She's so awful. Like, I... She's she's getting up there on my least favorite list of all time. She's getting there. She's getting there? Oh, yeah, she's getting there. I mean, there's still other atrocities in wrestling history that aren't her. But, yeah, she's... I'm yeah, I can't stand her. All right, so what's your verdict? Just like most girls. Yeah, that's gonna be an awful DVD. So yeah, no. that gets points, and I ain't watching. Sunny days and Soma nights, the Shawn Michaels story. 
my god, the boyhood dreams come true. He had an anal backstage. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> so you get points. Tiresome. The rise and fall of Kevin Dunn. Well, I knew where it was going right away. Any doc- you know what? I find you tiresome. Any documentary of Kevin Dunn I would not watch. Well, here's the thing, right? I, I would watch it and I would either be laughing the entire pissed off the entire I really like these uh these jump cuts. Alright, when uh when uh when Cesaro does the spin, make sure you zoom in and out really fast. That's one of my all time favorite Cornette stories is when Kevin Dunn said he was tiresome and he's like, you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of those bucky fucking beaver teeth. And I'm gonna pull you over table i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you and he said everybody in the room started laughing except for jim ross who knew he was serious and knew he was actually gonna do it he goes everybody thought it was a joke the old guy losing his temper he goes but jim ross was like no he's dead serious he's gonna do this and he said he goes fine he goes all you motherfuckers want to talk about are no talent fucks like sable so i'm out of here Uh, Kevin Dunn. You, have you heard the apology story? Vince had them both come over to his house and then left them alone in the dining room so Jim Ru- so Jim Cornette could apologize to him, and Kevin Dunn started crying. Yes, I mean. Everyone made fun of my teeth. It's like, you make so much fucking money, fix your teeth if it's that much of a problem. The boys at school always made fun of my teeth, and... And your verdict was? Points. We are now at the... Ch- ain't no one watching that shit. We're now at the Chess Unzi. <clears throat> Diesel Engines and Torn Quads. The Kevin Nash Chronicles. You know, I would be interested in selected <laughs> sections selected of the of Kevin that. Nash story. But an overall Kevin Nash story, no. So you got points. Because that is not a good thing. Deep Poetry Readings by Heidenreich. So it's just Heidenreich reading poems? While also anally raping Michael Cole. I like your poems. I like what you do to babies. We need to re- that was a Survivor series. We need to review that. Yeah, well. We need to fucking review that. <laughs> it's just a reminisce on that shit. Thanks, Gene. I do want to do more wrestle crap stuff, so. Oh god. Uh so yeah, that's points. That's kinda shitty. Flight Patterns, The Blue Blazer's Blaze of Glory. Jesus Christ. They wouldn't even think of that. You're a fucked up person. <laughs> you yeah. got 
You got some issues. You need to work out there, friend. You get points. <laughs> points, but you have issues. Penultimate entry. Suggest you see something about that. You talk, talk it out. I guess. <clears throat> Rusev's road to WrestleMania 31. We totally fucked in that tank. So that's the that's the title. Secondary title. <laughs> they said they fucked in the tank. What she said. They said we fucked in the Black Sea, and also we fucked in that tank. Also, we totally fucked in the tank. Little tank porking. Ain't nothing wrong with little tank porking. <laughs> yeah, that's points. I'm okay with some Shotzi Blackheart porking. And your final entry. Outlaw Mud Show. The Chronological History of Southpaw Regional Wrestling. <laughs> I would watch that, though, dude. <laughs> Although the name isn't great. Uh, yeah, I would watch that. So you get 50. Oh, 50 points on Matt Hardman's own game. Well, that's what that's you disappointing. get. They're doing a Southpaw event, like a month-long event in uh, Supercar. Actually, no, it's a month-and-a-half one. That's awesome. Well, you only earmarked one entry, so by default, your winner is Michael Vaughn with Sliding Through Life, the Titus O'Neil story. Titus will slide, baby. I got three bonuses for you, because Don Mario did not make the cut. So, what a... But he posted, he posted one that I personally would have laughed at. Milking it, the Nathan Jones story. Oh, takey. Of course. And then Matt Hardman had two bonuses as well. Where's my fuck money, the Virgil story? He said that one's found in the dollar bin. And then, how to succeed in fraud and not wrestling without trying the Brett DiBiase story. Which I kind of popped for. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, your winner was Michael Vaughn. Well, there you go. And here is the list of people who played. So you can see who posted what and... So you can connect the thing. And yes, I Joey Image was the Val Venus entry, which I thought was kind of amusing. <laughs> I, I deleted my original entry, which was a Braden Walker reference, but I was like, nah. Well, I mean, that's already like... The, that's it's already, already a meme. Yes, yeah, so I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing that. All right, well, everybody, go out, hug your living girlfriends. If you have one, and if it is Liv, hug her. I'm just saying that because I'm making Live in Girlfriend the title of the episode. Because that we haven't had a good quote pop like that in a while. So, and I did kind of... You will on. get hop on. You will. Yes, but uh, everybody, uh, enjoy yourselves. Watch some All Out if you so choose. And... Get yourselves on that cameo in Twitch while you can. Although, if you're part of CKCC Radio, I ain't going to shut you down for that, so. But, uh, yeah. 
that wraps up this week's show. So, yeah, you got your teaser for next week. We'll talk about some All Out. Dan and I will probably watch it, so we might talk about it. And, uh, and I didn't even mention the patrons or the VIP stuff, so I, I guess I'll do that real quick. Uh, patrons, I'd like to thank Glenn, Jeff, Jay, and Adrian for your continued patronage. This week we're doing another Monday Night War comparison. It's actually kind of an interesting one. We're going to watch Sold Out 2000, which was the Radicals last night in WCW. Because they the next night on Nitro, behind the scenes is when they walked. And Benoit was the champ and he left the belt with Dave Penzer. And the very next week on the January 31st edition of Raw, the night after the Super Bowl is when the Radicals debuted on Monday Night Raw, and we're going to review that whole episode of Raw, which was focused on them. So we're going to do a WCW pay-per-view and then episode of Monday Night Raw for this week's VIP show. All right, there you go. Those are your plugs and all that crap. Anything else? Uh, go do some stuff and things. <laughs> They're going to say go fuck yourselves, and I was like, God damn it, you do that all the time. Also, the bullshit of the fact that I made The Fiend as the, as the banner, and now I have to change that, which is bullshit. But, uh, oh, and yes, uh, Dan tallied the results of our Summer Hall of Fame entries. The winners were Luthez, Edge, and Trish Stratus, who are now in the Club Kayfabe Hall of Fame. I'll uh, update that over the weekend. Alrighty, that wraps up the show. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.